All right, fellas, it looks like we're live here. Uh, just looking into the stream on YouTube. Yeah, it looks it looks pretty good. Okay, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Xbox Roundtable podcast. This is show number 208. As always, it's wonderful to see you all here. Um, more people are filing in as we speak. Uh, naturally, I'm your host, Invader, and we've got a number of things to discuss. There's some info leaked out regarding PlayStation's Game Pass competitor. We'll certainly dive into that, as well as some big shakeups going on over at EA's Dice Studios. We'll give you all our thoughts on that and much more. But of course, let me introduce everybody first. And first up, we got General MLD. Buddy, hey, how's your weekend been? Hey, yeah, you know, it's been uh, pretty good. Just uh, finished uh, some games off the old backlog. Uh, just beat Saints Row 1. Surprisingly pretty good. And uh, now we're just started playing Stardew Valley. That was just add on Game Pass. I uh, never played it before, but boy, am I sucked in. That is a great game. It is so deep. I can't wait to play more of it. No yeah. doubt. No doubt. I've heard, you know, I've heard a couple of people get sucked in like yourself. Uh, it's amazing. You know, you're, you download a game, you think, oh, you know, just, I'll just have a little bit of fun with it for a couple hours, give it a test. And then, yeah, you're addicted just like that. So surprising what yeah. those little games can do, right? So magic of game pass. Yeah. Yeah, man. I love sample. I got just the other day. I like, I downloaded the uh, new Warhammer title that, uh, appeared in game. So pass. Many, so many freaking games in game pass. <laughs> you got that right, Tim. Oh man. It's just, it's, it's insane. Uh, at this don't point. end. This, uh, even that generation zero game where, where that, that game I heard is like kind of fun or it could really catch you in. And, uh, they're going to get mass effect. It just doesn't stop. Like, Honestly, it's it's pretty impressive what they've done the last especially oh, yeah. months. And somehow I, I got to fit in Alien Fire, fire Team yeah, uh, somehow yeah. but in between Alien and Star Wars. Yeah, okay. Oh, come my god. Oh, it's too much. <laughs> yeah, it's a co-op game actually. Uh we should all download it and uh, try it out over the holidays sometime. Oh yeah. That would be cool. But download it. I've been playing the hell out of that game here in the past few months. I we we me and my buddy have been waiting for the new uh expansion we're excited to jump back in it oh i didn't even realize that there was an expansion coming out for it so oh so the game aliens fire team elite they really wish that there was a lot more uh launch content but so forgive i forget the team's name but when it came out um a few weeks later they released a new character um like the shield class because there is classes to it um, and it kind of got stagnant after you beat the man main campaign. And we knew that the, that they were going to have the next, basically, I don't want to say season, but they're basically releasing content in blocks. And the next content is here on the, the 15th, if I'm correct, where instead of, uh, it being like a horde mode, they've also, they're adding like a point defense. Oh, nice, nice. Well, you know, I gotta try that game out. I gotta try it. Like I'm an alien fan going back, so you know. Oh, uh, you got like I said, you got to get a good team going, and everybody has to play their classes and you know know their role. Like uh, especially doing doing horde mode, uh, bringing turrets, and actually uh, being able to put up a pretty good defense. Because uh, I mean, like. The, it it could be it could get overwhelming, especially on the higher difficulties. And also, the game is constantly pushing you. Like there was points where it's like, "Hey, I'm gonna go grab a soda," 
and you you can like you come back and you get on the headset and everybody's like, dude, you gotta like hurry up now, man. The game does not like the fact we're standing still because the w it would just start sending more and more enemies your way to keep you progressing through the game. Oh, well, I'm sold. All right. All yeah, right. I will definitely try it out too. Damn, I gotta make some space for it. All right, I'll I'll give it a shot just on your word since you're in. Um, hey, I'll play with you guys. It's definitely a lot more fun with friends. Well, can you play? Can you play solo? You play with you can. Yeah, you have al yeah you have alpha and beta. Your two bu your two buddies that help you. Uh, they're like the 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 uh, androids from the first uh, first few movies. The guys that would bleed the white blood. Uh, oh, okay, you okay. so you would have you'll have two oh, androids cool. if you have no friends. <laughs> that's nice. Oh. And the graphics are good. And sometimes you wish they were a little smarter. <laughs> Is the graphics good? I like. Well, okay, uh, the graphics are all right, but I will be truthful. Like big letdown when the during like the dialogue, the dialogue times they don't move their lips. It's literally you uh, of the character, like you know, the character yeah. kind of just standing next to a text box, and you read the text box, but you can hear them talking the text, but they're not like moving their lips to it, but. I think that's because they put like a lot more effort into yeah. like the aliens and like I mean there's a lot of movement on screen especially like uh like you know that mo uh, moment in the second aliens movie aliens uh where they're trying to defend the hallway and they have the turret guns on the hallway and there's just like all hell breaking loose things are coming from the ceiling the walls the floor um there is points where it gets that pretty chaotic especially with the difficulty turned up interesting okay good to know good to know good I guess. yeah you got me sold centurion i'll have to download that soon and we shall play uh tim buddy hey how's the weekend been well i just capped off a bunch of work um worked like well, a ton ton of days in a row or like every sunday every monday i had off so i've been working six days a week just been very tired uh as far as like just doing the real grind but it's the holidays but i'm really excited tonight metacritic uh for halo and halo um the campaign um so i'm really excited about that we got a lot to talk about it's gonna be a fun night and just happy to be here mm -hmm. yeah what what do you think for the metacritic timmy what do you think it'll end up at just posted on twitter i'm at 86 but i could say I was worried that uh, it was going to be below 84, um, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm hearing good things, so uh, it, it's going to be it's going to be real fun. I'm, I'm hearing the game's really good, so mm -hmm. I, I want to see what it scores tomorrow. I probably people will nudge it, and you know it's Halo, but I think there'll be some fanboy scores too that give it like a hundred. So it's going to be interesting. You know, there might be polarizing takes too. Um, but I'm at an 86, firm. Oh, hey, uh, Timmy, speaking of polarizing, our buddy The Downer, Jeremy's in the chat, and he just gave us a pretty big super chat of 19.99 US dollars. Thanks very much, Jeremy. Always great to see you, pal. Halo is back, big baby. I can't wait. Metacritic 87. Good to hear you guys still going strong. Of course, pal. <laughs> oh, man. 87. All right. He's, uh, Jeremy's pretty high on it. That's a good sign. I'll say 85 just for uh, 
like if it if it's eighty five, it beats eighty four, which is Halo Five. I think everyone would want that at the very least. If this scores like an eighty three, that's not going to be good, in my opinion. I think that that I don't know. I I can't see that happening. But eighty five beats uh eighty four, which is Halo Five, and then eighty eight or eighty seven ties Halo Four. So. For me, I'm hoping they can get an 89. I think that would be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Again, I don't really pay that much attention to Metacritic, but I, you know, I want to see it do well, obviously. I want it to be a great game. And like with Jeremy here, I think Halo is back. So I'll, I totally agree with him on that. And I'm just excited. And we only got a couple of days away from it. So not too long, guys. Uh, let's see here. Shockley Buddy. Eric, uh, how's things at your end? Yeah, pretty good. Um, just been jumping, trying to jump through all my challenges for uh, for Halo Infinite. Um, had my first kill tacular, so that was pretty cool. That's uh, five kills in a row. <laughs> uh, well, five like in a quick succession. Um, I was I was trying to get as far as the uh, that if anyone saw that sniper shot where I think he took out. They lined everybody up, and it was like uh, I think it was like twenty three kills where they got 23 kills in like a f- few seconds <laughs> um i think it was in uh i think it was in japan or um for one of one of their videos i was going around on twitter but i was like oh crap i didn't even think it really they had labels for that high <laughs> um but it was cool it was cool to see uh uh jason ronald uh they finally updated that patch for one of the backwards compatible titles uh the mortal Kombat from uh 2011 um they finally fixed out that bug where you actually get all the characters because it's they it was supposed to be the complete edition um but for some reason you weren't able to get the dlc for the past couple weeks so they finally made good on that i thought they totally were just like gonna forget about it but um but it was cool to see that finally since it's uh backwards compatible now and you have all the you know probably I would say people's like what people call is like their best version <laughs> of the uh, of all those characters that they remember before they kind of changed them more to like a you know 2021 vibe <laughs> uh, you know PC vibe going forward. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was cool to see like because that one had like packed pretty much every character, whereas like the newest one I think is still missing a couple fan favorites this that this one had so. But that was cool to make them, uh, ha- you know, basically have them make good on it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I didn't notice that uh, Jason Ronald updated us on that. Uh, good to see them uh, keeping the word and following through with uh, the backwards compatibility and the issues that were happening with that. Um, yeah, yeah, no, that's cool, Shockley. Um, moving on, Centurion Pal. Hey, uh, I know you're working hard this weekend. How you been? Doing pretty good. It's Sunday night. I'm ready to chat about some games with some amazing people. I'm totally stoked for tonight's topics. Um, Game Pass just keeps getting better and better with all the content drops. Um, I'm drowning in a backlog from hell. Can't quit. I am not able to stop playing Guardians of the Galaxy. That has pretty much put all my other gaming on halt until I get to Guardians. I can't put it down. The game is actually very well done. I'm enjoying the story. 
Um, there is a lot more to this game than I thought there was going to be, so I'm always one to admit I was wrong. I was burnt by the Avengers game, and I held off for the launch of this game, and now that I've picked it up, um, I definitely was like, man, I wish I would have picked it up day one, and I would have already grinded through it, but... Other than that, um, told you guys in pre the pre-chat that I also grabbed uh, Jack and Dexter over on the PlayStation side because that's on sale, the whole bundle. Um, great group of Naughty Dog games that I enjoyed playing on the PS2, and uh, that's pretty much all I've been doing for gaming right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that, that's cool, man. That's very, very cool. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just lots and lots of stuff. Like you said, uh, Game Pass, lots of stuff entering the service, lots of stuff to play. Man, like, I, I hate to be sound like an advertisement for Game Pass so much, but they, they really just keep knocking it out of the park with a lot of their latest additions. Uh, never a dull moment on Xbox. Um, they are killing it. Uh, but before we, we uh, begin with the topics, guys, reminder to everyone that you can find TXR on a wide number of audio platforms. We're on Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. As well, check us out on a number of alternative video platforms such as Rumble. Uh, there's lots of options for your TXR on the go, guys. We are everywhere. We're taking over the space. What can I say? But uh, on that note, guys, let's move over to the first topic. And it looks like Sony is preparing to unveil its answer to Xbox Game Pass. Uh, according to a recent report from Bloomberg, PlayStation is working on a service codenamed Spartacus. Uh, for a monthly fee, consumers can play a selection of modern and classic games. It's reported to launch sometime this coming spring. I mean, who knows, maybe... I mean, that could be anything from March to May, like... We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with this, but uh, it doesn't seem too far off from the sounds of things. Uh, MLD, buddy, I my very, very opinionated friend, what's your take on this leak, and does this compete with Xbox Game Pass at all? Oh, yeah, this is a, this is a doozy of a topic here. There's a, there's a lot to cover. I mean, first and foremost, it says that, well, all the naysayers of Game Pass and subscription services in general for gaming... Uh, those narratives have surprisingly and magically just vanished now that they seem a little more mainstream now with Sony like upping their game. Shows that Game Pass, uh, the, the model's working, uh, like it's giving the Xbox a lot of success and Sony wants a piece of that. So, hey, well, they're, they're doing it now. So, but you look at it, I think PS Now has been around for a long time, several years now, and it just hasn't caught on. Like, we all know that Sony just hasn't put in their, their, their most effort into growing it, and that's why it's only at 3 million subscribers. So I, it looks like they're going to phase that out and just stack it on top of PS Plus, the service that does work for them and is successful for them, and just, like, uh, chop it up into a couple tiers. Like, the first of the three tiers is PS Plus. Like, that that stays the same. The second one is, what, PS4 times with PS5 ones eventually. Now, that's very telling. That means that PS, PS Now to this day has no native PS5 titles. Game Pass has had Series X optimized titles since since day one. So e even then when this launches, it, you're not going to get PS5 titles, especially not day one. So that doesn't really make me worried as far as a competitive standpoint goes. But then the third tier, and this one's interesting, you get the game demos, streaming, and uh, the PS1 to PS3 PSP backwards compatible library. 
And here's where, in my opinion, it gets a little bit shady. For one, the, the, only the top tier, they're basically charging for backwards compatibility. And we don't even know if these are streamable only or downloadable titles as well. So it's, it's a little bit shady that they're putting these games behind a paywall, these legacy games, whereas with Xbox, you, you, you got frame boost, or if you have an old game, you pop it in and boom, it works, free of charge. And even what, the game demos, I mean, compared to Game Pass, you don't, you don't get game demos, you get the entire game. And if you use xCloud, you can play the game off the bat without having to download it, so it makes the demos a little bit redundant for Xbox. But overall, it shows that it shows that Sony like is starting to care. It's a step in the right direction, but feature for feature, it, it, there's still no contest. Like it, there really isn't. I mean, I'm not even like there's even what EA Play integration into Game Pass, and of course that yeah, day one first party. You can't compete with that. If Sony isn't doing day one first party, this service it's just the rebranding of PS Plus, in my opinion. It, it still has a ways to go to match it, but at least. They admitted that game subscription services are on the rise and they're going to be the future norm of the industry. So that's that's what I think. But overall, good for them for trying. Hey, I mean, according to Jim Ryan, you know, that's, uh, you know, something that, uh, again, will hurt the game industry, right? That, uh, you know, it just doesn't make much sense. Wait, what? That, oh, yeah. That was Jim Ryan, what, like a year or two ago, if I'm not mistaken? Oh, yeah. And, of course, none, none of the fanboys on Twitter or any social uh, social media are going to subscribe to this thing because uh, they only buy their games. They don't rent them. So I don't know about Sony here. They're not doing what the fans are asking for. So, <laughs> so yeah. Oh, that's funny. There's a, bit, there's a big disconnect between the fanboys and the brand. See, like with Xbox, the fans and, and, the, and the community managers, like we're on the same page. Like it's great. Like Xbox executives, they talk to us. They know what we want. They give what we want. Or it seems with the PlayStation brand, it's the exact opposite. They are doing exactly what the what the vocal fans do not want with the brand. I don't know. I, I just find the differences, but uh, very very amusing. That's all. Honestly, mm -hmm. I think right now, uh, Jim's in a copy fill mode, and it's not good to lead when you're following behind somebody making decisions. And we all said this. Do you guys remember me? I mean, I said it on RDX. But I think I said it here, too. They're going to have their own... Play I said they were going to have their own Game Pass this year. And I, I, I said this, like, last week because I knew. So the fact is that... And I know, pretty much, that the only way that's going to compete with Xbox Game Pass is if it goes day and date. And I think that's going to happen too. And there's nothing wrong with that. You could still make money as Forza Horizon 5 proved that you could still make money in Game Pass. I mean, like, The Last of Us 3, you have an early edition. Trust me, you'll sell you 5 million. It'll make a lot more sense too for Sony in, with the future. So to do that, in my opinion. But they've talked a lot of shit. And now they have to eat that shit. And that's the problem. You know, we've been here and been telling you that it's going to go this way. And it went this way. So here we are. That's my feeling on it. I don't think they're going to be competitive because their they're, they're offerings are going to get demolished by competition. We live in a competition world. When something has something and another thing doesn't, it's talked about ad nauseum. 
because that's the only thing that, that that's going to ever be brought up. So Sony is a lot to 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 really come up. I, I don't know how the pricing is. Something tells me Sony will completely screw that up and offer probably more money on the third tier than Game Pass and offer half as much. You have to realize Xbox also has PC. You get everything on yeah. the PC too. X Cloud. What does Sony have? Remote play? Remote play is your X Cloud. That's what uh, Jim Ryan's telling me. I mean, they have PSN now. It's not. It's it's an okay service, okay, but they they can't sell it. The thing is, is the difference fundamentally from Xbox and Sony is Xbox believed in it and they sold it. Sony doesn't know how to sell it. They don't. Know, that's not what they do. And it's honestly, oh, just because of moves like what Phil and his team did, their their vision, you're 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 copying from behind right now. So, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I'm not saying Sony's going out of business, but they're definitely getting their clock cleaned right now when it's when it comes to this stuff. And so are the fanboys. So you know, that's my rant on it. But overall, uh, it's pretty funny because. Um, when it was announced, uh, you know, uh, I just, some of the reactions that we saw, people that said Game Pass was the end of gaming now are, uh, you know, uh, saying how awesome Sony is and showing pictures of, like, The, the Last of Us, so, and doing an ad. But that's where we are right now. Um, but it's it's good for the fans, though. They should have something. I just don't think it's going to be comparable to Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because the reports here, uh, you guys kind of touched on it, it that it's going to be a three-tier service. Uh, well, the uh, the first one will allow access to a bunch of uh, classic games like for the PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, 3, and even PSP games, which is kind of cool. Um, but, like, they seem to be, like, kind of segregating different tiers. Like, okay, so, uh, you know what, I do have the... Uh, uh, the tiers listed here a little better. So the tier one is uh, PlayStation Plus benefits. So, I mean, I don't know. That's not really anything too big. Tier two, access to PlayStation 4 and select PlayStation 5 games, which, I mean, that's okay. And then tier three is access to the classic game library. And with Xbox, I mean, you just get all the games like if you have xbox game pass not even ultimate you just get access to the entire library no problem so i mean to me that's just kind of weird and then we get that or sorry xbox gets uh the games their first party titles day one no problem so and like you said tim like there's no issue with uh, people buying games forza horizon 5 proved that they were like it's one of the best-selling uh xbox 1.5 million in whatever two days i mean that's that's physical sales mm-hmm. you know yeah and people are not going to stop buying it you know they'll, they'll still be buying it forza is is just getting started uh halo i wonder how halo is going to do money wise i think it's going to obliterate again um what halo is doing for the game pass service uh too on a commercial value and word of mouth is also huge um i i just i feel like xbox really honestly they they got an opportunity this holiday and it looks like they they're gonna knock it knock it out of the ballpark 
I mean, because if they get a, a better critic higher, like 88 or something like that tomorrow, it's celebration from the rest of the year on because that means that they basically were a success. And there was a lot riding on it, and there were times where I didn't think Halo would do that good. I guess we'll find out in five hours, but, you know, it's just been an epic year for, for Xbox. So wait, you say like by the time we all wake up tomorrow, their their Metacritic uh, embargo will be uh, lifted. Yes. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Three a.m. Three a.m. So for me, I'm gonna stay up till three a.m. Five hours. I'm off tomorrow, and I'm gonna sleep the whole day to probably the night to probably the next day. I'll wake up for like twenty minutes. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you find yeah, that that's where there's. Yeah, a lot of the reviews Halo. are out by that time. Sometimes yeah, you, you, the embargo's out, but there's no reviews there. Yeah, that won't be the case because they they usually do a review in session because of the multiplayer to see if the servers hold. But I think that the the Halo, uh, I think you'll know Metacritic where it's going to land. Four a.m. Well, you you'll know within two points. Like either you know, if it gets over ninety, man. <laughs> I just don't understand what what it would look like. Like, what would people be saying? Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to be conservative in my approach with the the 85. I think it will do good, but I mean, yeah. you, you never know. You never know. Um, Centurion, I would love to hear your thoughts on this uh, PlayStation Spartacus uh, leak here. I mean, what what do you think about what uh, you know as far as the reports go? How this service lines up with Game Pass? Well, I, I tossed a social media grenade last night for fun just because I thought it'd be, I'd have a giggle at it. Um, at first, when I saw the, the headlines popping up on Google while I was at work, I was like, well, it's about damn time they freaking start doing something. I mean, God, you can only have that much pride. But then as I read what they were going to do, I was like, oh, my God, they are that prideful. They really think that they don't need... To like, I'm sorry. Um, I said this on the shop podcast last night. I'm gonna say it again here. I have personally got into a very heated debate slash argument with the person that signs my paycheck about being competitive in a very competitive market. When sometimes they just don't. Well, we don't need to do that. No bullshit. You need to do that. I'm sorry. How you feel? Put your feelings aside. When you involve feelings in your business. You can totally kiss off certain things. I'm sorry. I know we need to, at any rate, what I'm getting at is their main main competition, Xbox, is giving away, not giving them away, but is putting AAA title caliber games. Um, We'll just use Halo Infinite, um, Starfield, for example. Those are going to be in there day and date. No matter how much pride you think you have or your exclusives do, you're just setting the tone that it is more expensive to game over here. I don't care that it has a PlayStation logo. I don't care that it's a PlayStation studio. It does not make it does not make it an instant blockbuster success. Um, if you want me to be truthful, we all see what you got with the Avengers uh, Spider-Man character. So unless it's a Sony first-party studio game, um, you're probably not going to have that quality there. There is quality in Sony games, but I'm always waiting for them to go on sale anyways. I think to appeal to me or for them to appeal to somebody who's used to Xbox Game Pass, 
they're going to have to play ball. They're going to have to. I'm very curious on how long they're going to hold out on this because right now it's a very paltry offering. Um, it basically is kind of trying to copy Microsoft by having the tiers and, you know, you have ex you have regular Game Pass and Game Pass Ultimate. You have at least three tiers involved with um, this Spartacus program that they're doing. Um, I've even said that it's a backwards compatibility paywall just with a fresh coat of paint on it. Um, they're still like... I went and bought Jack and Dexter digitally because there's no point in me hunting down the physical discs like I can with Xbox and, and, and play it backwards compatible that way. It doesn't happen that way. Um, the big thing that I have definitely said is they need to make whatever they're doing now more, more competitive. There's nothing there that's going to make me want to feel like I got to own both services. Um, I'm just fine getting the handful of exclusives that they come out with ever so often and i'll either pick them up on sale or if i feel it's worth it to pick it up day one i will this has nothing to do with me being an xbox gamer it just has to be i'm a consumer um i work hard for my money and i don't feel like i should just freely give it to playstation without them giving me value um and that's where I feel they can do more to add offer uh, add value to what they're trying to do. Um, I've said this before. They need to tap into their to the Sony production side of everything, whether it's movies, television, uh, crunchy role with animation. They have the ability to offer entertainment value that Microsoft cannot with. Sony Pictures and Crunchyroll by being able to uh, offer that stuff. They could just as easily create an HBO Max style platform where you pay for a certain tier. Not only will you get your games and your PS Now, but you'll also get access to X amount of television shows, movies, and at least once a month, whatever hot new movie is in the theaters, if they want to put it on that subscription service, um, they can do that. Like... Um, like, I hate to say it, but the Spider-Man movie that's coming out in theaters, uh, that would be something that would draw a ton of people to a service like that if we didn't have to go fight the crowds right now. Because I, I've even heard people are starting to scalp the movie tickets for a Spider-Man movie. It, that's an argument in itself. But at any rate, I feel that Sony could do more to offer more value and to try to create more competition with the service. Because in the end, um, I heard a very relevant argument this weekend on right now, Microsoft is offering the greatest thing that's in gaming right now, and it's called Game Pass. Eventually, it's going to get to that point where they're going to have to raise the price, or if their competition is giving them enough competition, they just leave the price alone. But I don't see Microsoft, I don't see PlayStation offering enough competition right now for something that, like that to not take place. Um, I'm just very curious on how long they're going to hold out on this whole day and date thing on Game Pass. I feel like it's going, I mean, day and date on Spartacus, I feel like it's going to happen um, just like the whole PC day and date is going to happen. It's just a matter of when. Mm -hmm. Well said, well said. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm very curious to see how this will end up being. Again, this is just a leak, guys. It's not the official like word of mouth from playstation itself from sony so we gotta take everything with a grain of salt but 
again, I mean, this does look like something Sony would uh, do, what, what they would put out. And we know that they've been working on, again, this Game Pass competitor for a while. Because, again, we've heard little murmurs about it. Uh, Shock Buddy, I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Uh, what do you think about uh, PlayStation's offerings here uh, with regards to this leak? Yeah, I mean, I think they're definitely just seeing more... They're, they're seeing this success where, like I, I've told people before, because um, I said Sony will never go down that road. And I know this one's kind of more of a rebranding, so nothing is like really changed in a sense. Um, but I think it's just what they're laying out and what that's kind of indicating, the way they're going about it. Um, but if they see Microsoft making money, they're not going to just be like, oh, that's cool. You guys found your own little, you know, niche, a way to make money. You know, since we're dominating the console space, <laughs> um, no, they're going to see Microsoft make money and they're going to want to come and take that too. Just like in the that movie, Eddie Murphy movie, uh, Life. Just like, are you going to eat your cornbread? <laughs> like, they're going to try to take Microsoft's money any way they can. Um, so they're not going to just sit by and say like, oh yeah, Microsoft's doing well for themselves. No, they're going to try to take their money too. So if it, if, but they're letting Microsoft obviously like, you know, see if this works out for them. See if they can fund big Bethesda games like Starfield, Elder Scrolls, and all that. So if that works out, they might be like, okay, actually, it looks like it can be done. They've laid it out. You know, let's let's try it. Um, but I uh, I was listening to MVG. Um, he was talking about the what he's worried about as far as the backwards compatible titles is, I guess how i guess how it works is there has to be trophies for the backwards compatible or basically for any title on a ps4 or ps5 um so he's like i don't know how that's going to work if they're going to go back and add trophies to like all those games <laughs> uh that they're trying to if they're trying to bring over like the ps3 games who knows if that's going to be native I, I doubt it but if that works i guess their program, they have to go back and add the trophies just, I guess, by their guidelines, so. Watch it get we'll delayed. Mm-hmm. You know, I could see, I, I could see this, you know, this is not easy stuff. You know, they want to, they want to, they see what Xbox is doing, but I, I think that they're just caught between a rock and a hard place, to be honest. They don't have the right people, it seems. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll, I guess we'll see what what happens but it's gonna it's there's a lot of technical back end stuff with this stuff there was with game pass you know um well to be fair to xbox too tim i mean they took a while to build the back end of this i mean even with like the x like the x cloud integration too they're still i mean okay it's integrated but they're still working on a lot of stuff you're right but they honestly they they just their only way to survive in my opinion is to do day and day because if they do day and day, then you know, Game Pass is is competed with easily. I'll give them that. Well, those are de- guaranteed sales for the subscription service, right there. I mean, yeah. because, because everybody knows what the value is there from what they're uh, saving when you're just getting the subscription, as opposed to buying these games individually. I mean, that's a huge selling point for Xbox Game Pass, and again, not just on. Uh, the console side of things but xbox also spans uh, pc as well so 
you know, it just depends how much. I mean, we know that uh, Sony has aspirations for uh, PC as well. They've been putting their games over the past year or so on on PC. So I'd be curious to see how much they expand this service. Uh, nothing's really mentioned in the leaks besides uh, PS Now and PS Plus and so on uh, being basically merged together. But I mean, Xbox took years. I mean, when when did Game Pass first get introduced? Was it seventeen or eighteen? It was seventeen. Yeah. It was. 17? Oh, maybe it was yeah. eight. Either Jeez. seventeen or twenty seventeen. Yeah, it's twenty seventeen because then early twenty eighteen. That's when they broke the news that Sea of Thieves and all their future games were going to be in day day and date. Oh, right, right, right. But yeah, you see, guys, I mean, that's, I mean, we forget how old it is now. That's about, what, five years now? I mean, give or take a few months. That's crazy. I remember that day. I remember I was, you know, I was like taken back. I'm like, wow. That was a huge move by them. And um, looking to me, it looks like the right move. Like, if you look at subscription service for the most part, you know, uh, they get free content like that, like movie or whatever shows. Like Netflix is, mm-hmm. is is like that. So he just offered a lot of value with it, and I don't think that that's going to be duplicated with Sony. Sony's going to be it's just going to be contested on everything. I don't know. I I just I feel that it just there's something off with it, and. I you know I'm surprised that they really have taken this turn. That what they're gonna put out though just seems like it's not gonna be on the same level, even close. But I guess we shall see. Yeah, we I see sh- the. Yeah. Go ahead. I I was gonna say I see the Xbox community get a lot of crap because it's always uh oh we buy no games we just wait for it on Game Pass. Well, I'm curious now if it does become a thing where, like, you know, three, six months down the road, the game just shows up in in Spartacus no matter what. So does this mean that um, a lot of the uh, the PlayStation the PlayStation base is going to start becoming a bunch of holdouts, basically waiting for it to show up in Spartacus? Yeah, it's inevitable. One way, one way or another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, again... it'll probably happen when. They go more full PC and have a cloud option like Microsoft does because they're going to probably use Azure and, you know, like they already have that partnership, use it for their own, you know, cloud gaming subscription. And then at the same time, once they have it like a, a client, they're already doing Steam, but once they have like their own client established on like PC on Windows, I think that's when you'll see Dandy because then they can kind of maximize that, you know, net, um, and get as many people as possible to kind of make up the cost difference. See, I'm glad you brought up Azure because um, we all know that they made that deal with Satya Nadala, not nobody at Xbox. They made a deal with Satya Nadala to use the Azure system. And I'm I'm wondering now is this where they're going to finally implement that partnership and actually use Azure to do this because otherwise are we going to see a huge quality difference between the two systems if they try to use it on the server system they're already using. Hmm. That's a good question actually. Um but the Azure servers I mean they're a big selling point right now for Microsoft period it's a big part of their business strategy um 
So, I mean, if Sony wants to make uh, use of them, I know that they have it. They, what was it, a few months ago they had announced a deal uh, to utilize them. So, hey, by all means, go for it. I mean, that's more business for uh, Microsoft. So, I mean, that's uh, that's more money uh, that goes towards the uh, Xbox Game Studio division. So, whatever. I mean, that's fine by me. <laughs> um, but I, either way, guys, I mean, this is interesting. I mean, we knew that this subscription service was getting worked on we just didn't know uh you know what kind of like how they would go about things the details and so on so it's interesting that this is starting to trickle out now and well, who knows maybe sometime early on in the new year we will hear like something official from sony but uh yeah, either way i'm curious uh i mean it's great too it's funny that like jason the the uh so he's like the sony guy Mm-hmm. Uh, breaks the story. Yeah, uh, thought that was kind of funny too. You know what I mean? That he gets a scoop. You know. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, it is what it is, Tim. I mean, it is kind of ironic, but uh, mm. eh, it is what it is. But again, I'll, we'll be keeping our eyes peeled for uh, news on that. Uh, certainly has my interest. Um. All you guys tuning in and listening, uh, don't forget to hit that like button and to share this out to let everybody know that the show is live. Always greatly appreciate to have you here. Uh, let's move on to uh, some other things, fellas. And, uh, you know, there's been some interesting things going on here. And Avalanche, like there's been a bunch of Avalanche, Avalanche Studios games that have gone into Game Pass uh, over the past few months. However, there's a couple of games that have gotten... I guess you would call them stealth drops into the service that uh, kind of make a light bulb go off in my head. It just kind of catches my interest, so to speak. Uh, both Generation Zero, as you had said, Tim, uh, earlier, and The Hunter Call of the Wild, both Avalanche Studio uh, properties, games, they've quietly dropped into the Xbox Game Pass service, joining a list of other Avalanche games such as Just Cause 4, Rage 2, and Sec Second Extinction. Uh, Tim, like we often talk about acquisitions and links to Xbox Game Studios, is this looking like like a further test bed and closening between Avalanche and Xbox? Because again, it's just you know more of these games entering the service. I think all that's going to matter with that is to see how it is uh, the, how it is at the box office, and what that means is when the game releases, if the game making money then yeah, I think that it's going to cultivate more. Um, I think in in the cases like that or the I.O. game, they're all test beds for possible acquisitions. It's probably even been spoken about in that regard. Mm -hmm. That's how, you know, I think that, that, that Xbox is going about the certain things like uh, acquisitions and talent, uh, you know, um, you know, you're buying up talent and stuff like that. I personally think that they're going to get Crystal Dynamics first, and they'll they'll cut a deal with Square Enix. They'll get Tomb Raider possibly. Uh, they'll pay them some money, and then I think Bungie is is also the other guy that uh, Phil's comments recently on that. Um, it oh, yeah. just shows that Phil's confident, but he has a right to be confident. So in that regard, I think that yeah, they would work together easily. You know, I mean, it would be, you know, uh, uh, you know, I think they would give them their autonomy. So for my first now, my first two prediction picks are 
uh, Crystal Dynamics and Bungie. And and if they get those two, do they really need more? And um, they might have to restructure. Bethesda always seems like it's going to be on its own. So, but you can't have it where it's like Xbox Game Studios with Bungie, Bethesda, and <laughs> Capcom. You know what I mean? You have to have some kind of unity there. But I like Crystal Dynamics will be acquired by. Uh, they'll become. They'll just merge into the, uh, you know, initiative, and they'll also get the Tomb Raider IP. That's probably what they'll work on right after that. Um, so fun times, and 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 I like that type of purchasing because it's safe, and uh, it's it's fun. But uh, Game Pass is going to have to be fed and. When the new year comes, that's what they talk about. Let's spend money. And mm. uh, I think they got him and they got Sarah Bond uh, duo punch that uh, I think Satya listens to both of them and, and respects both of them, obviously. And uh, the, their vision, I think, is both clear, uh, you know, to take gaming the furthest it can go, you know, to hit the last person. Uh, which is big, big, you know, big thinking. But overall, uh, yeah, I can see a lot of, I can see some money being thrown around. I mean, they're picking up people actively too. Uh, like they picked up that guy from Warner Brothers. Uh, I posted it on Twitter. The guy's like the, uh, he was, he was from Warner Brothers and he was on Never Realm. He was the oh, executive yeah, yeah. producer. I mean, obviously, what that's, that's like Killer Instinct, either that or, He's working on something, but they're actively picking up artists. I remember there was a time when they were looking for artists. It was like hard to get them, but seems like you know uh, that's kind of fixed itself. But you know, I, I, overall, they're growing as studios and becoming bigger and bigger. And uh, you know, we used to talk about that a lot when they were we were like in the rebuilding stage. But yeah, Xbox Game Game Studios is, I think, gonna get. Uh, two more big pickups and then might be done. Mm-hmm. You know, pick up maybe a, a small. You know, a thirty would probably be the max, right? Well, I mean, they have they have quite a lot as it is, and then these studios have also separate teams as well, and other right. separate studios within themselves, like. You know, people forget the size of what it's grown to now, not just with the uh, Bethesda, the Zenimax studios, but uh, even just the individual studios that they picked up prior to that. I mean, they're growing. I mean, look at Obsidian. Obsidian is uh, a rock star right now with the kind of stuff they're producing. Um, In Exile, growing. Like you said, there's been all kinds of growth across these studios. Um, you know, I never thought I'd say this, but uh, maybe you know, I'd rather not Xbox Game Studios get too bloated, right? Too big for its own good, because a certain degree of uh, focus needs to be there, right? Overseeing these studios, like you were saying, right. Tim. Um, so, you know, that's why you have, you know, the Bethesda division overseeing their stuff. Uh, that's why, you know, and then Xbox Game Studios proper. Um, and then who, who knows? I mean, you know, we always talk about if they would go after a few Japanese studios as well. I mean, there's always something in the mix. But it's tried, tried really hard mm-hmm. in that. I, I remember, you know, him saying that was like, I remember even reading it saying, you know, in 2019, before anything that he, or just right after the, the eight studios, 
uh, that they purchased or whatever. Um, he said he was really looking at the market. I don't think it's. I don't think it's easy. Um, I think there's a lot of friction there. So whether it be red tape, um, you know, I even heard there was a law that you can't sell. But I don't know. I didn't look into it, obviously, and I could have been, you know, made up. But uh, it seems like that it's harder than usual. And I and I spoke about this on previous podcasts here. Like the only way I think you can embed yourself is to, you know, have people working for you at, that come from there, and you know, build it up, embed it. Uh, otherwise, uh, I don't know. But it seems like it seems like uh, Xbox Series S is doing good over there. So, never know. Yeah, it, it, it's odd though, because Bethesda got Tango. Like, was that? Like, does anyone know how hard of the process that was? Mm, you know what? I I don't really know. That's interesting that, that, that I didn't know that they bought Tango. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. Ah, I didn't know that history. So, how hard could it be? I mean, Bethesda's not like a Sony, Microsoft, or Nintendo kind of publisher. So, I don't know. I mean, I feel like they, if they got one, uh, who knows, right? The only thing, listen, if it was, uh, listen, I think we both agree that, or we all agree that if Crystal Dynamics gets picked up, I don't think they're going to stay Crystal Dynamics. I think they would be absorbed by Initiative. And basically, Initiative would be their action hero. Uh, Tomb Raider division that makes games. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, or they could say Crystal Dynamics and Bungie. Well, Bungie would, 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 uh, would, would, what, the, what would you do? Would you, how would you play Bungie now into this whole thing? Are they going right on the Xbox Game Studios? I know we're completely like hot stoving this, so don't take us seriously. Or at least don't take me, but my, I'm just thinking out loud. Um, but I, we don't know shit. Uh, but if it did happen, it would be pretty cool. What would Bungie? What would Bungie be? Would they be like Xbox Game Studios, Bungie and Bethesda? <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, they've gotten pretty big. I mean, like, I mean, obviously Destiny has made them a huge wad of cash, and uh, they've expanded themselves. So, I mean, it could be a situation like that, Tim. What about 343 Bungie? Merge them. They wouldn't work together, I don't think, right now at this point. Eh, I don't know about that. Um, because, I mean, a lot of, I mean, a, a lot of those... <laughs> well, the thing is, a lot of those uh, 343, uh, like... A, a lot of them, like, sorry, a lot of them that went for uh, to three four three are ex Bungie employees. I'm not, I'm yeah. not saying a, a majority of the you're studios, right. but you're but a good right, portion though. of them are. So well, listen, I know for a fact that the, there's a very deep connection from the workers even in uh, Xbox to Bungie because they grew up, they they were friends, and they were all at one time the same thing. So they had a lot of friends. Those people that, that that were involved with Microsoft at the time, they had a lot of friends that were from Bungie. They stayed friends, obviously. They didn't let you know them changing uh, their company, getting between them. So they still are. They still still talk. And there's there's many cases like that. I think Bungie and 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 Xbox is very deeply woven. And I I kind of loved Phil's answer. Phil's answer is like, yeah. And you know why? 
Because I have confidence. I'm good at what I do. You guys run yourself. He's like, he has a good way. Like, he, at this point, he's. it seems like he's dealing aces. But that was, in my opinion, a great answer. And I thought Tom Mahler uh, was, like, really, he was against Phil's statement. He's like, I don't agree with Phil. And I, we're leaving him because we want our games on all platforms. And he should put it on. I didn't even read what he wrote. But, um, you know, it's it's pretty evident that he talked about it is my point. Um, so, you know, we'll see. Yeah, we should get Tom on again, uh, Thomas Mahler. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, need to get the uh, the pipe-smoking man back again for sure. Uh, I'd love to hear his opinions on all this. Uh, like you said, he did just uh, come out with some comments regarding this stuff. Um, oh, like, always a, a fun guy to, uh, like, to listen to. And, again, it was a fun time having him on, uh, was it, just over a year ago. So, uh, look. I always it. said they'd keep a bungee had it been Phil and not don <laughs> mm. well yeah because yeah, xbox they're they're making they're promising autonomy i think don was going to be a little more restrictive like you got to keep making halo kind of thing and uh yeah i, I can imagine bungie oh, didn't want to do it was, forever. it was worse than halo uh don matrix was obsessed with the connect he he was he abandoned a lot of uh single player experiences and was trying to force developers to create content for the connect because the connect was like his baby. That was a piece of hardware that was created under his leadership and he didn't want it to see it fall to the wayside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to play halo connect edition myself. Oh yeah. Well, you guys remember the halo anniversary, the halo CE anniversary. Um, and they had the connect inputs in it. And I was like, does it really need this? Like, I mean, I actually, I, I actually really liked the connect. There was a few games that I thought were pretty solid. I loved the captain. Yeah. I don't know. It was just I tried to make it work, and I was so impressed by it. Uh, I used to say, you know, I I just you know I, I at that time I think uh, what sold me was freaking um, Milo Project Milo. <laughs> sold me. That you know I thought that was so cool at the time, um, but yeah, I think Don. He did. He just at one point just said all Connect games, and we were thinking that was a great era. At that point, 360 was a disaster, and then Xbox One took over, and then it was just, you know. And now we're here, so they withstood that. They they took an image hit, and it says five years to recover. That's what it did take. So. You don't miss the days of controlling your Xbox like a Doctor Strange movie, waving your hands and making shapes in the air? Eh, I mean, personally, I mean, I see what you're saying, Centurion, because it does sound pretty goofy. (laughs) (laughs) No, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm a huge sci-fi nerd. I watched Star Trek as a kid. You walk in the room, uh, computer lights, lights come on. Oh, hey, get me something to drink. Oh, play some music. Tell me what's going on. That's like, don't get me wrong. That sounds cool. But then when it's implemented in the way it was, it kind of went off as like almost, it was very, it did seem kind of goofy. Well, to be fair, like, again, like, I just liked it as an option, not not their sole focus. And that's what they went off the deep end for. And that's what a lot of people uh, punish them for with the Xbox One, the initial reveal. Uh, but I mean, a lot of people forget that 
uh, a lot of like the Xbox 360 Connect games, uh, they sold really, really well. If you look at some of the top selling games for Xbox, Dark Dance Central was a hit. Um, Connect Sports hit. Adventure Sports. hit. Huge. Uh, even some of like some smaller titles too, like uh, and they were cheap to make too. So that wasn't like you look at the games that are made today; they're like elaborate. There's tons of voice acting. There's tons of physics for people speaking and cutscenes. And then with the Connect, it was like, "Hey, get up and dance around," and that was it. Like it was that's all you had a program for. And you know, very shovelware and stuff like that. Yeah. So it was cheap to make, and then they had all this return. But the thing was, is that the games at its best, it wasn't. It was okay. It was fun, but nothing that you're gonna do every day. I guess the Connect did not go over well for me, or maybe where I lived, purely because where I lived. Uh, one of the main things to go do was to go to the casino because it was like the only thing you could do. And they had a full blown stand up arcade in there and they installed dance, dance revolution, the actual full size version of the game where you, you basically stomped on the tiles on the floor. And I just remembered the lines for that game were so God awful. It ruined the experience of going to the arcade because you couldn't get to the, any of the other machines because the line would just be wrapped through the arcade trying to play trying to play Dance Dance Revolution. And at that point when I saw it on the Connect, I was like, nah, that's not for me. <laughs> uh, for some reason right now, Centurion, I'm picturing have you ever seen the movie Grandma's Boy? And I've heard of it. Yeah, there's a scene where like it's it's video game oriented movie, but like there's a scene where like a guy's taking on somebody and it's a dance dance revolution challenge and they go freaking nuts over it. So Oh dude, there was some people that would literally go like they would have like competitions where they would you'd see that because it was two platforms next to each other and literally you'd see these guys start having basically a stomp off because they're not even dancing at this point. They're like stomping on the tiles on the floor. It was almost kind of comical to watch. Oh man. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember the D the DDR days. <laughs> very very But um Do you guys remember the first thing they showed off at the reveal for Xbox One? Price is right. That's the first thing they let off with. Drew Carey. Oh really? I did not remember yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> That's when you know it was going downhill. <laughs> I can't See, remember. I just... <laughs> All I remember yeah, is the, the first thing you're like, "Hey, look, that... you're watching TV." Yeah, that and one. And his prices, right? Yeah, they had uh, some really TV, bad TV. Yeah, but but wait, TV, we, TV. but wait, that was a crazy one because go ahead. Oh no, sorry. Just like to add to what you're saying, Tim. That's what pisses me off so much is that they lead off with that, but then like I thought they had an amazing E3. Otherwise, just because of the games that they friggin' showed off: Killer Instinct, Rise, uh, Sunset Overdrive. I was I was like in awe of the games. It's just the bloody messaging to start off with was so terrible. But yeah, continue. No, I mean, it's just, I agree, you know? So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But either way, guys, like, these different relationships that they're forming with studios, I mean, we've been over, uh, whether it be IO and other studios, obviously, we had started off talking about Avalanche. Uh, there's... A 
went down a rabbit hole, but yeah. Oh, no, we did. It's just like, you know, what I'm suggesting here, though, I mean, they're building these relationships. They're testing out these studios. Again, Avalanche isn't just one studio. It's a couple of different studios, like, um, like there's Avalanche, there's a systemic reaction, and then there's a... A third one, if I'm not mistaken. But again, it's it would be a, a very large uh, purchase on their part again. But yeah. what you're getting, though, I mean, you're getting some really good teams that worked on again Rage Two, Just Cause. Like again, they're, they'd be picking up some uh, really decent IP. And to cap that all off, they're working on an exclusive currently with them, Contraband, which we should find out more about soon, I would think. And I don't. Know. They're, the, they're the Just Cause Three developer. Is that correct? Yeah, just cause, yeah. Yeah, I listen, they it'll be very interesting. I hope well, I I, I hope heard one gen next, only next gen and it has all the things like velocity and has everything built into it. I just want to say Oh sorry, go go ahead, go ahead. No, you can go real quick. Oh, I just, quick thought. I just wanted uh, my personal prediction, I think they're going to I think that if they are going to be picked up by by uh, Xbox the uh, negotiations will depend on the, say, Metacritic score and engagement of contraband. Like, that will influence the any, say, dollar amount of of any possible acquisition. So it's entirely dependent on, on how good contraband is, I, I, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree with you there, too. I think that it's that's really what's going to make or break it. And um, I think shortly after, if it really is impresses them i don't think i think they have a number they want to hit um but if it's truly impressive or whatever um then you gotta you're gonna you know get some offers being made uh you know there's those there's those types too where they could stay friendly like there was times where i thought that xbox would buy remedy but it never happened you know i mean just for me, I just feel like the Crystal Dynamics just seems way too obvious. I mean, their their C their their own company is talking bad about them, and basically they were doing nothing. I mean, like, uh, you know, and then that Spider Man thing, which I love that. In, I don't know if they put the best effort into there because. They, that just just looked funny to me. Did you hear the uh, the comments from the developers over there on the Spider Man stuff? What did they say? The um, I forget where I read it, but the guy came out and said that the re- they focused more on content that everyone can play and enjoy rather than putting a full amount of development dedication into creating an exclusive piece of uh, material that was only going to be on one platform. So pretty much they only put minimal effort into the Spider-Man thing because it was something that uh, PlayStation, they wanted Spider-Man to be across all the platforms and PlayStation made it to where, no, it's going to be exclusive. And at that point they were like, well, screw it. We're just going to put minimal effort into it because there's nothing in the contract that says that he has to be this polished version of gloriness we're just going to give you the bare minimum and they even said they put more effort into the dlc that came out along with spider-man because everybody could play that expansion interesting yeah Um, but um i heard you asking on rdx about um oh my gosh generation zero yeah yeah generation zero i feel like is a little bit of a gem for avalanche because 
Um, I've played it with friends. Don't get me wrong. I haven't played the entire game. Um, it is a lot more fun with friends. But um, if I'm correct, the team from this particular part of Avalanche, Systemic Reaction, had a little bit of Call of Duty experience, and they enjoyed doing it, and they decided they wanted to do something on their own. And that's where Generation Zero came from, which is a post post not post-apocalyptic, but it's basically it takes place in a small little part of Sweden where robots have taken over, and you and your friends who have come back from a camping trip come back to an entire abandoned part of Sweden, and you go through house-to-house collecting resources, weapons, uh, finding notes and other points of interest to basically to get... It's more like a gather-your-own-story to figure out what happens. Uh, it's not like there's dialogue or anything like that. It, it, it can be a fairly sparse open world uh, unless you have friends and then you start engaging uh, the robots and learning the weak points on the robots because you just can't shoot them wherever you want. you got to study them and know where their weak points are at. Otherwise, you can waste a lot of ammo on one robot. But I, th- like, I knew this was going to be the precursor to Second Extinction, which was an awesome game when me and my friends played it. I need to play it more. I had a lot of fun playing Second Extinction. I feel like Contraband is going to be an amazing game because of the the talent and the know-how that's involved in creating a game like that from um, Generation Zero and Second Extinction. Contraband is going to definitely be something very special and unique to Game Pass which is where I feel um, Avalanche Studios and what they do is they really do have a knack for creating almost something on the scale of games as a service, which is perfect for Game Pass. It gets people to constantly want to come back and, and try the game and keep in the service, which is where I feel Avalanche would be a good get for Microsoft because I feel they do kind of fit the bill for um, Game Pass-style games. Right, right. Yeah, you make uh, some pretty good points there, Centurion. Like, I think they're a very competent uh, group of studios there. And, I mean, we'll see in the, you know, in the coming uh, months and year ahead. Um, I, I am really looking forward to hearing more about Contraband. And again, we get to play day one in Game Pass. So, you know, we can definitely test it out. Uh, it's a multiplayer title, and uh, yeah, I mean, I like pulling off heists, so it's going to be I a I feel fun like one. it's going to be like something like Payday, yeah, where you and your friends basically come together, you plot a heist, you get, because I know there's some driving involved, um, and that's where I just really that's feel wild. that, yeah, I feel like it's like, I hate to kind of rip it off and say this, but I feel we're going to have like, like almost like a Fast and the Furious style gameplay where you and your friends come together, pull off a heist, and get the hell out of there while all hell's breaking loose. Yeah, I, I think it could be something like that. I've I've heard that you go to Destiny. I don't know. I don't remember exactly, but it sounded like it's going to be that type of game. And uh, I don't know. I I just I I have to see uh, the game and see what it's about. I have you know I I have I hope I don't really know that much, but I hope it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and hey, well, we'll find out, right? Like, uh, hopefully they show us a new trailer, you know, in the months ahead, maybe next E3, who knows? I mean, then again, the Game Awards are around the corner, so you never know what what will be shown. We've been hearing some inklings of a few things, but 
Hey, we'll find out soon on that one. Uh, let's see, guys. Just checking the chat here. Dirt Griggity with $5 US Super Chat. Yeah. Dirt, buddy. Thank you very much. And he says, yeah. shout out to the real Xbox fans that uh, was still Team Xbox during the difficult Xbox One gen. Halo and Forza is just the beginning. This gen will be fun. Smart man here. Smart man in the chat. Yeah, Dirt. Uh... <laughs> you know, it's amazing. There's been a lot of uh, flip-flopping going on. I've seen with some uh, YouTube commentators and uh, on social media. You know, some people seem to be uh, warming up to the Xbox brand again. It's just kind of funny because uh, they're the ones kind of stealing the show right now with the games. Whether it be Forza Horizon or, again, Halo in the next couple of days. Game Pass, every day, Game Pass. Oh, here's a game, play this. Oh my god, I can't play it. Yeah, yeah. So much. There's so much in my thing, you know what I mean? It's like every day is like that. Well, we were just talking about that right before the show, right, Tim? About, you know, yeah. backlogs and stuff. I know, I keep, I, I feel like I keep saying it each show, but it's like, and it's not a bad thing. It's just, that's just how it is. Lots of games to play in too little time, you know? Um, yeah. Especially right now. I feel like having a backlog is like pretty much a necessity now when you're a gamer because... When you go through those small little one, two month lulls between games that have your interest, you got your backlog. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's just how Sometimes it is. You get lost, but at least my backlog is. I, I mean, I, I want to, I want to finish. I, I started Far Cry Six, and I liked it. But I, anything that I, I hate to say it, Forza Four is a five, which I love. I just love the way halo plays that it's the only thing i want to play and it just i I feel like i'm getting better and better um you know and i'm getting to be i'm getting to be good big team battle um and i i haven't even experienced it where you're playing on a team serious with people with communication but just the way the game plays is is just amazing to me i mean you're you're blowing up things in the sound the sound design is absolutely unmatched, and you know that won't bring up any review scores. They won't, you won't get that a review score on that, but it probably won't even be mentioned. But man, listen to that game when you have the plane overhead and it's you could hear it's on your back and they're shooting at you, and it's just so amazing. People complain about the footsteps. I agree. You could probably fix that though, but. Overall sound design is impeccable. Hmm. I mean, I plan on having a review out for uh, Halo Infinite uh, probably uh, like a week and a half or two after its release because I want to get uh, a lot of time with it. But I do touch on audio stuff in all my reviews because, right. it, like to me, to me, Tim, like it's an important aspect of the game, whether it be soundtrack or just the way. Again, like the, the the general overall sound design is like you know I like a good thud to my guns, my weapons, and voice acting as well. I like a you know a decent voice acting cast as well. So you know I like to touch on that stuff. Uh, but uh, careful on the reviews because uh, apparently to do a review on Halo, you've had to roll the credits on every other possible Halo game before then. Actually, Centurion. <laughs> um, no, I, like honestly, I mean, I mean, I do have that pedigree. I, like, I can say, I mean, I played multiple Halos 
dozens of times. No, I'm so, poking, I'm poking um, fun at how people are losing their minds over no, people reviewing the game, and apparently they're checking their gamer score and all this other stuff to see <laughs> if they're even allowed to talk about it. And it's like, dude, really? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, with that girl on, on IGN. Oh. Yep. That's the one I'm talking oh, about. That, yep. Man. That girl did not deserve that. But oh. hey, she came out strong. Yeah, Mar oh, Miranda, man. right? Well, and that, that douchebag didn't even say sorry. He just kept. Uh, I know he, that guy's a mental case. He he's been tweeting me since uh, 2000. We we block each other now, which thankfully is. But I know exactly who he is. He's like Philly three, you know, uh, guy or whatever. Profit Sony Profit. Oh and yeah. Some stupid ass shit. Where in any world, if you didn't have the internet in front of you, you'd be thrown against fence. He he said something about Alana too. Yeah, he was like, basically her, bitch, you know. That bitch. I mean, it was like really crazy. Um, yeah. You know, like, and then the girls like, I've been playing on premium too. I've been playing for the last twenty-one hours. Dude, yeah, she said she was uh, what her rank was. I forget it yeah, was. I, she said it was like platinum. Oh, yeah. like, Stella. Dude, yeah. she's an Apex, she's an Apex Legend commentator. That chick yeah. will literally pwn somebody in a first-person shooter. Dude, like, I, like, dude, like, I, I'm sorry, but that guy had a sock account, and yeah, it's kind of funny. He didn't respond when I put it on Twitter that, hey, this sounds like your sock account because it's this sock account is making the exact same argument that you're making. Is this you? And <laughs> then, obviously, I'm sorry. I hope he's listening, but eight divi 18 divided by 4 equals 6. Like, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You have to watch his video to get that joke. Oh man, I just I just don't give those accounts like any attention whatsoever. I just like you know ignore or move on because you know obviously you know they're just using yeah, anonymity. Wrong. No, it is. And it is. I don't want to ever see that on the Xbox side. You deserve to be you know uh, that stuff angers me because that that you're talking out of line. And the girl was very nice, and she was just like. She she made me laugh because she just answered. She's like, I'm a level 21. And you could tell that, you know, like, he was trying to paint this. Like, he was mad because she had scored 90 or whatever. And I think she was, I think Stella was a 9.5 too. Hmm. And uh, he lost his mind because he's a Sony Profit fanboy. And he lost his mind and he started being abusive to her. But what I didn't like about it is that he didn't, like apologize even after when she came back sometimes you get you know listen uh, i don't know you got to respect people a little bit better than that and he's like cursing her out cursing he has said some pretty vulgar stuff yeah like i like, mean i was just like man i don't i i don't i couldn't even i couldn't even speak that way to my wife playfully let alone do it to somebody yeah. that that I, that I don't even know i could i was completely shocked off. you're not a jerk off like he is so that's basically what it tells you. The moral of the story is fanboys sometimes do stupid things, but, you know, kind of have some common sense about it. And if you do get called out and, you, you know, maybe you got a little emotional, it's okay to say sorry that yeah. know, maybe I was a little out of line. That's what I hate is that that never happens. That only happens in real life when, like, you have the, you know, the threat of somebody punching you in the face. You know, that, like, and, you know, that's when the real comes out. You know, but like on the internet, like when you can hide, it's like, oh yeah, okay, I'll just hide on the, I'll just, you know, my ego is bigger than that. You know, sometimes listen, sometimes you took the wrong take or whatever, but uh, kind of his, his abusive 
ways was uh annoyed me as you could tell um but uh shout out to stella i'm glad she liked the game i gave it a 10 i said i said screw the progression the game plays like a 10 it's a 10 gameplay and everything else i agree the progression is you know i just can't deduct points from it because i think the overall sandbox the way the game plays is absolutely phenomenal it's a 10 of 10 in stella's review she even commented on the battle pass the progression and she did criticize it and she still gave it like a 9 out of 10 a 9.5 out of 10 i don't don't quote um i remember it was like a double it was nine overall for ign so that's the official score but sometimes i don't know if they it's like somebody's place have a second take i heard stella gave it a 9.5 or i read that but i'm not completely positive well she was talking from a gameplay standpoint um because um like she's an apex legends commentator um one of the videos i watched they actually pulled up her stats for apex legends and some of the other games she's played um dude she's a crack shot honestly i I, let's just say i mean you really got to know your stuff to be a commentator for any esports game and to be a commentator for apex legends uh esport and the one reason that everybody if you try to go on her xbox gamer card you're not going to find very much because actually she's predominantly a pc player which is where she has probably consumed more of these games that we're aware of and that's why i think it's also even funnier that you sometimes can't judge a book just based on their gamer card because that gamer card at least on the xbox side can go way further you know you have steam and other pc launchers that are implemented that don't show up on that card mm-hmm. yeah i mean you don't you don't need to have every halo game under your belt to, to review halo infinite you just gotta be a good reviewer like know what know what to look for like to objectively judge the gameplay the sound the art the ai like like that's in the end all you really need to do and it seems like she hit all those notes she is a good reviewer she looked at the game from a objective standpoint and you don't, you don't need to play previous halos to do that yeah very well well said well so, said guys yep you know, and, and shout out to her if she, I doubt she's listening, but you know, I did see that whole thing and, and I don't think that's right and nobody should talk to anybody that way, regardless, but whatever. The internet's a you know, a place where you can do what you want, it seems lately. So <laughs> Yeah, just you know, guys have some manners, you know. I mean, everybody's willing to take a little bit of criticism. Willing to take but... it that far. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know so I mean? there's, there's I'll times say... where I had arguments. I had an argument with Jeremy conrad and he blocked me that we you know blocked me but i was wrong and i admitted i was wrong so sometimes you could you know you take a hot take you 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 could especially if you see it's going down the wrong way like you know you should just you know save yourself or whatever have a little I'm, i'll say it right now i'm very critical of jeff Keeley. everybody knows this i don't always approve of how he conducts himself but at, not at any time would i use vulgar language with him or just say totally heinous things I would still show respect to the man because he's obviously put a lot of time and effort to get himself into that position, which is, which is in itself worthy of respect because that that's some dedication. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is what it is. There's just, there's better ways to, to communicate with people and to debate without having to kind of go Neanderthal and just start saying crazy heinous stuff. 
Screw you, Centurion. <laughs> oh, man, what the... I'll freaking start dropping F-bombs on this thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just teasing, I'm just teasing, pal. I'm going to everybody on this thing. I love your avatar, by the way. It's awesome. Oh, thank you. Uh, you can, that's uh, that's uh, graphic gods handiwork right there. Yeah, buddy. Very good. But, uh, yeah, guys, I mean, either way, like, Xbox is in lots and lots of... Uh, I know we went is, down a few different avenues. Party mode. We're in Met Metacritic Party. I always listen on Twitter. I used to always do that. It was a Metacritic Party when a big game came out. It started with, like, years... Uh, maybe four. I don't know. I remember doing it on Twitter. And we were all laughing. But I still, to this day, have Metacritic parties. And tonight, I am staying up till three in the morning to see what Halo does by hook or crook. <laughs> all I see is just this burned out battlefield with just carnage all over and just nothing but decay and waste. And you see the referee walking out, looks on both sides. You see the Xbox fans on one side, the PlayStation fans on the other. He just holds up that meta, that meta score up there in the air and just basically hurries up and hits the ground and lets everything just start flying. Yeah. Actually, Centurion, uh, that makes a good segue because uh, speaking of battlefields, uh, we got some battlefield stuff to talk about. And oh. the latest iteration has, well, I mean, admittedly, it's had a pretty rocky start. Uh, battlefield 2042, it's been, well, written with bugs and criticized, well, amongst other things, like lack of like some content and, well, you know, quite a few different things. Well, it looks like EA is coming in quickly with a, a shake-up of sorts. Uh, Vince Zampella, the head of Studio Respawn, obviously he was a part of, a uh, big part of Call of Duty as well. Uh, he has now been put, of charge, uh, put in charge of the Battlefield IP as a whole, so I guess overseeing DICE. And we see the DICE general manager, Oscar Gabrielson, he's leaving. Uh, this is happening while the announcement of EA going into an expanded Battlefield universe. Uh, so lots of different stuff in motion here regarding Battlefield. Uh, Centurion Buddy, uh, my fellow content creation maestro, what are your thoughts on this recent shakeup? Um, well, it, it's a let's just say it's a little bit more easier of a shakeup than I'm used to what um, EA does. EA normally just walks in and like, hey, grab your stuff and get out. We're locking the doors. Um, yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Definitely, I was actually wondering what they were going to do with um, this whole situation with 2042 because, I mean, their massive patch, as they're calling it, fixed over 150 bugs that were running rampant in the game. Um, and now <clears throat> we see, like you said, uh, Vince Zampala, or Zampala, I always pronounce names wrong, it's my thing. Um, you know, let's really look at him. He's had Call of Duty experience. Um, he righted the ship when it came to Star Wars games. I mean, like, DICE came out with both Battlefield and Battle... I mean, not Battlefield, Battlefront and Battlefront 2, which was microtransaction, pay-to-win pay pay hell. Um, and they had to go to the back to the drawing board on that, and everybody was kind of burned out on EA doing um, Star, uh, Star Wars games, and all of a sudden we got Jedi Fallen Order under Vince, and oh my god, I mean, that was like a breath of fresh air for the Star Wars games, especially when it came to almost having like a, a Star Wars-esque Souls game, where you actually had to have some strategy to the lightsaber battles, 
Um, loved his work for doing what we what he did with Titanfall. Um, he definitely has a lot of things going for him, and with the success that he's had from Apex Legends, um, he definitely fit the bill on somebody that should be brought in to basically kind of help right the ship and also get this universe in line and find it some direction because they really want it to be a very successful universe as as a games as a service where all the stories interconnect with each other and all the games kind of interconnect with each other. Um, now, that being said, I just really hope that they're not going to be stretching Vince too thin because not only is he taking over with Respawn, but he's also got a lot of projects going on at Respawn, among other things, and he also has to worry about Apex Legends. Um, I just don't want them burning this man out because, I mean, you know, you can be passionate for what you do, but when you're constantly being on the grind, I mean, you definitely got to keep your eye on the ball, otherwise you can get burned out real quick. But Vince isn't going to be alone. Um, he does have, um, forgive me, this is where I'm trying to find it, um, one of the gentlemen that actually helped to do, a, that did a Halo game, yes. who started his own, <clears throat> let me see, um... I'm trying to find his name. Marcus Lato. But Marcus Lato, yep, he did. Um, now he um did uh, a Halo game, and he started his own um development studio, and he, they're going to be helping do some of the stuff for uh, the Battlefield universe. But also, we have Ripple Effect, who is also behind the 2042's Portal mode, that is also going to try to work on eat on more experiences for this universe. So he actually does have some help, um, some other studios outside of DICE that have been brought in to help kind of get this universe going. I'm just very curious on what this is going to look like in the long run, but I'm definitely going to say that they got bit in the hand real hard, just like Call of Duty was. Uh, we all remember when Call of Duty came out with a Call of Duty game that had no single-player campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that went over like a lead balloon. I was shocked that Battlefield tried to do it. Um, but definitely, they have I've already made comments that they are working on narrative driven stories to go into this universe because you just can't have it as this giant multiplayer whatever it is and even then like there's been a lot of stuff that's why i say whatever it is because it feels like battlefield 2042 i've heard a lot of people talk about i know like mav over on fun speculation likes playing it pong soul likes playing it um they're happy with battle 20 battlefield 2042 but there's a lot more negativity about it because the game, it honestly feels like does not know which direction it's supposed to go to. Apparently it's supposed to be some post-apocalyptic thing where there's soldiers and storms and everybody's fighting each other. And then they come out with the Santa Claus DLC that just feels completely out of place. Like it's like they tried to create something that belongs in Fortnite and put it into battlefield 2042. Um, definitely I could see why they got Vince involved. And like I said in the beginning of this, this is completely different for me. I'm used to EA just coming in and throwing the worst shutting the doors hammer. Um, They have closed multiple great studios. They have alienated other studios where a lot of the, a lot of the, the predominant talent that was at those studios, like at Bioware moved on to bigger and better things at other studios Um, And that's where I just really hope that EA is able to kind of keep 
something together here with Dice because Dice has some really good talent behind it. Um, I did enjoy what they did when it came to reworking Battlefront 2. Um, have any of you played ba Star Wars Battlefront 2 since Dice kind of did the big rework on it? Not re no, no, I haven't recently. Um, yes, they did the rework on it huh? <laughs> only because I well because they you there was no like uh, compensation for the people that were there from the get go. So the way the progression system worked. And then they flipped it. So you would have been like, oh, I'm almost done with my progression, grinding it out because it was grindy at the beginning. And then they flipped it. And I'm like, oh, well, now I'm further away than I was. Yeah. I don't know. I'd, that's why I didn't even finish my progression. I was like, well, that kind of screwed me. So <laughs> but. I will be truthful. I never – I enjoyed playing the multiplayer with my friends. We did it day one. Yeah, the multiplayer I knew was fire. Oh, dude, I knew what was going to happen the day I got to the head of the line at GameStop because at that point I was still buying a lot more games physical. And the guy looked at me behind the counter and he's like, would you buy, like to buy the starter pack? What do you mean starter pack? What the hell is that? And all of a sudden he, go, he puts this little piece of paper on the counter that shows all the individual microtransactions that you could buy right then and there day one. And you're like, oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. This ain't good. And you go home and you find out what it is and... Yeah, a lot of us were disappointed, um, but we kept going back to it um, as time went on, and eventually they reworked it, and they they did that massive overhaul, but they also introduced what was co-op mode, which where you and I think like four of your friends, no, three of your friends, so you should have a squad of four, um, where it's pretty much almost like a horde mode, but that's where you start um the game and it's basically hold the point and it you know if you can't hold the point it keeps pushing you back but you are accruing uh the battle points where you can buy the jedi characters or vehicles and you know it got really really fun especially playing against the the computer because it actually got pretty adaptive i mean like the computer would know if you were holding one hallway there was two other hallways that you could use to get to the point and it would just start funneling all the uh, all the non-playable characters on the computer side towards that point where you would have to split up and kind of work with some strategy with your friends. Otherwise, it would just overwhelm you very quickly. And I feel the co-op mode became, at least for me, one of uh, Star Wars Battlefront's uh, shining gems because that was where you had, like, a really good, fun experience. You were able to play a lot of the characters where you, you know, cause like, I mean, there was the guys when you would play multiplayer where they would just go get the hero characters and you would never be able to play a hero character because they were always in use. When you play co-op mode, you didn't really run into that problem. It just was a much more funner version of the game, at least for me. Um, and that's where I want to see dice be able to write this ship. It just really stinks that I don't think dice did this deliberately. I think DICE was really just trying to do what um, what EA wanted. They wanted a great big games-as-a-service style game that was, could be competing with um, Call of Duty and other games like uh, Fortnite. But that's where it just felt like EA kind of put DICE in a position to push out a product that should have been pushed out years ago. I, I, I feel like that the ship has sailed on Battle Royale and Battle Royale style games on that concept because 
you know, Fortnite continues to kill it. They know how to keep their fan bases engaged with introducing new content, changing the maps, always putting in new skins. Um, Battle, I mean, excuse me, Call of Duty tried doing that with Warzone. They've got kind of a little bit of a foothold in their own right. Mm -hmm. Um, But it just feels like this, this Battlefield 2042 was very late to the game, and they should have tried to do this years ago, but now it's not working out and just like I thought it would because people have already made, they've already planted their flags in the ground on where they want to put their time into a battle Royale style game. And it just feels like again, battlefield 2042 is going to have to be reworked just like uh, star Wars battlefront two. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you think that Vincent Pella is the guy for this job? I mean, obviously Respawn have been doing... They've, they've probably been EA's best studio ever since being acquired by them uh, for consistency. I think he'll be able to do it because he has a lot of leverage. A lot of leverage. We all know that EA loves force-feeding uh, the Frostbite engine Whatever to any developer. Yes, and... <laughs> They love force-feeding the Frostbite engine to any developer under their umbrella, except for Vince Zampala came out and like, no, I'm using, um, what's the word? I'm forgetting. Unreal Engine on Star Wars Fallen Jedi, um, Jedi Fallen Order. Um, and that, that shocked everybody. It's like, whoa, they're, they're using Unreal Engine. They're not using Frostbite. And we all know that Vince has some pull over on EA. He's one of the executives over there. If I'm right, he even sits on the one of the the ea board over there and that's where i feel when it comes to being able to implement something different into the game vince will be the guy because at this point i like let's just be upfront. i don't really see dice being able to get through to any of the ea executives that's where they need vince to be able to come in and be like no this is what we need to change this is what we should implement and we should also try to do this and that's where i really feel vince will be able to help give the the dice developers some a uh, voice to what they're trying to do right right uh mld buddy i'd love to hear your thoughts on this like obviously zampella has been uh, who's a big big part of infinity war and call of duty back in the day and uh He's done some really awesome things with Respawn. Is uh, Do you think that with uh, Vince overseeing the, uh, well, DICE, that uh, he'll be able to implement some uh, really positive changes on them? Uh, I really do. Like, I have nothing but respect for uh, Respawn and uh, oh, him especially. Like, he's he's a very, very talented guy, so if anyone, if anyone can do it, it's him. It's just yeah, it's just unfortunate with uh, with the Battlefield series. Like Battlefield Five uh, just had a rocky start and lost a lot of players, and now now with this one, uh, no campaign. But you think without campaign, the multiplayer would be perfect, but it's it seems a little half baked with all these bugs, and you know it's a little disheartening. So I, I'm not surprised that EA is looking to uh, to, to restructure this, uh, you know, put a new set of eyes on it. And uh, yeah, maybe yeah, just, just write the ship. So uh, I, I personally played the game back when it was like a the like the beta weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it, it wasn't for me. Like I felt like it was way too like I, I was just spending ninety percent of my time just running. And but by the time the firefights happened, I, I got shot by somebody I didn't even see. Like and and then you spent you respawn, you spend more time running. Like yeah, I don't know. It just it just seemed like. Uh, it seems like they got they got their work cut out for them, and then you see videos online where 
you know, the physics are a bit off, like are a little bit wonky. The destructible buildings aren't what what people expected. I don't know. I I feel like uh, it's good. Like at least they're recognizing the issues and they're trying to fix it. So it's good that they're doing that. So uh, I'm hopeful for the next one. Mm, I think I think you pretty much said it. The next one, uh, well, uh, you know, hopefully mm-hmm. it has a campaign. I think that they should release with a campaign. Well, what gets me too, Tim, is that they had an extra year of development time than normal. EA gave did give them a little bit of leeway. COVID, no, maybe COVID. Yes, yes. You know, uh, maybe a lot of things like you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is true. Yes, and that has uh, affected development for games big and small, of course. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, Halo and so on. But, uh, again, it's just, like, the amount of content that came with the game. Uh, Very not... little. I agree. I mean, what is it, seven maps? Is that... It's something like that, that. yeah. I mean, you, you could argue that they are, like, really large maps, and, you know, you can segment them and so on for different modes, and that is true. Um, but at the same time, it's just, like, for... There yeah, is a the lack of... Point, Halo's out, too. That's killing yeah. it. I think... I think the bar's a little raised for the first time in a long time. And Vanguard and, and BF, you know, they taking a step back. You know, they'll they'll come back. You know, they, they, they you know Call of Duty is you can always win with that, but you know, you can always come up with something good. Um but right now Halo's uh, taking a lot of the, the the eyes and you know, what people, you know, comparing it to. I mean, yes. I had one disconnect out of like forty games. I had one disconnect from Halo. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Yeah, that's... so I played forty multiplayer games without a hitch, and then I had one that had disconnect. I mean, that's pretty stable, you know. And I heard that uh, Battlefield is very buggy. Oh, um, I'm I'm fortunate to have me, met some great people in the community, and I get to play games with them every now and then. I, I won't say who, but I got to play a game uh, co-op with another friend of mine that I've met on Xbox, who is actually invited to the private beta before they did the beta for everybody that pre-ordered the game. Um, and it was like a private invite-only beta, and they even told me this game needs to be delayed. It's bad. It's real bad. And then the other beta came out and it was the same story. And then the game got delayed. And so that's where I thought it was really interesting. I've heard from multiple people that the game needed to be more time in the oven and it's still launched. Hmm. Well, their, their loss Halo's gain is is, that that's how I see it. Yeah, I mean, guys, I I do genuinely really like the Battlefield franchise, but, you know, ever since Battlefield 5, I've just been kind of turned off by the series personally. I, I, I don't really like the the general direction DICE has gone in, so whether it be content-wise or just marketing decisions, I mean, there's a few different ways, like, you can go about it, but either way, I do believe that EA will write the ship, at least I hope so, with Zempella at the helm, I do have a lot more faith in the franchise going forward. And I don't, again, we'll have to wait and see what, like how he writes this ship. But, 
you know, I just I find it very interesting that again Marcus Leto he's in an EA backed studio he's going to be working on the Battlefield universe and this universe is going to be expanded in a few different ways so again time will tell but uh, I'm hopeful for for Battlefield and I know many many people that would again just love to see Battlefield in a great place so fingers crossed and uh, yeah like you said MLD Halo is uh, shaping up to really steal the show right now uh, guys let's move on to the last topic for tonight and Xbox has announced a new feature for xCloud earlier this week Xbox unveiled the clarity boost which as the name suggests it allows for more clarity to any game streaming through the uh, xCloud service uh, Shockley, buddy, I know how much you're into, like, all the tech stuff and whatnot. You like trying all that stuff out. Um, I haven't had my chance to test out uh, the xCloud stuff, but what do you think of uh, Xbox trying to improve the stream quality to xCloud? Yeah, it's definitely great that they keep focusing on getting that better and better because I think that's where they're going to really have a edge here soon. Sure, you can stream with uh, PlayStation Now, which but you can only stream up to like ps4 titles no ps5 versions uh are being streamed um so we'll see if they move that along with like some of the uh soon to be ps5 exclusives um but yeah it's definitely i've i've seen them ramp up most most of most of or sorry mostly through this year um i think it was like earlier in spring there was like a definitely a substantial difference um that i was seeing when i was like streaming uh, like Dragon Quest and a few other games, um, to the point where I'm like, I can on my phone, especially on a smaller screen. You know, you're getting a very similar experience, or one that's that you wouldn't you, you wouldn't care too much if you're losing like maybe a little bit of fidelity because it's so small, your eyes not really going to pick it up. Um, but when you're streaming on like big TVs, um, like they've done with console streaming and PC streaming, um, that's going to be where it's going to be a lot more noticeable. So if they can get that down and I've tried it, um, with the alpha ring that I'm currently in. And when I was playing like psychonauts and I went from native to streaming, I'm like, I'm sure I could find a difference if I stare at here long enough. But I'm like, when I just flip back and forth between them, I don't even really notice what was different about it um, other than maybe some HDR, but a lot of people aren't going to even care about that. But like, if they can get that to that point, then, um, you know, the general consumers, you know, they're going to like, oh, okay, I don't need to buy it, you know, get the one S um, for a 300, you know, $300 console. Mm -hmm. Soon you'll be able to just like stream or if you have a PC, you can just do that saves you even more money than just, you know, trying to get a one S and, you know, save some money there. But, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's definitely great that they keep pushing and then hopefully it just gets even further and further where it's like, there's really not much of a visual difference unless you're pixel counting, but, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's definitely great to see them keep pushing that forward. Yeah. Cause I, I did see some, uh, picture like, uh, quality tests like uh tom warren from the verge he had posted some stuff with the sliders and i mean for the most part like i mean they do look 
uh, pretty good. Like, obviously, with the clarity boost, there is a slight difference, as you're saying. But, uh, I mean, the overall quality was pretty good to begin with. But it's kind of nice that they're, uh, again, that they're doing visual boosts like this. Um, if I'm not mistaken, though, the only downside is that it can only be accessed through the Edge browser, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, please correct me if right. I'm wrong. You are correct. Yeah, yeah it's correct. But, uh, I mean, the Edge browser is pretty much like the top browser right now mm -hmm. like it's basically google chrome but with less really? issues right now <laughs> you know that can all change because they kind of trade places from being who's the best at browser but interesting really you would rate it that uh that, I, that heard, I heard i heard right uh, edge yes yeah, like it's yeah the internet explorer was terrible no that's that's the difference but at microsoft edge it's way better that's what my company's using um that's what a lot of people are using. It's just a lot, it's basically Google Chrome, but it's even more stable. It has less issues because now Google Chrome has been like the stable for so long that now it's 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 probably just because of you know people hacking and all that stuff. Like <laughs> it's gonna get, but now Edge is kind of the new one on the block, and it just has a little bit better stability that most people think. So hmm. whatever, I'll use Edge. I I always liked it to the Explorer. Plus, you get paid. You know, use those Microsoft rewards, get those uh, searches. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, you are right on that. <laughs> you can Especially basically earn a quarter a day with your uh, mobile and uh, PC searches. Nice. Oh. Yeah, that's. I mean, guys, for the uh, rewards program for uh, through uh, Microsoft and Xbox, definitely take advantage of that if you uh, haven't already, because uh, you can slowly rack up some nice amount of points and put them towards some. Uh, you know, some uh, Xbox That's gift cards ridiculous. and so on. Like, you'd be surprised. Like, you know, I'm just, I'm... I think and they'll I'm... just give you, like, this month, they just gave $2 away, that monthly uh, bonus. You just had to do a couple, like, get a few achievements, just get any achievement. And then they gave you basically 2,000 points, which is $2 in Microsoft points. Mm -hmm. Like, they'd just be giving money away. Yeah, plus, like, I mean, they have the easiest quizzes around that you can do, and again, you just, even just for doing general searches, you get rewarded. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, that's the kind of stuff I like to see, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, you, like, you're doing things that you want, but then you're being uh, rewarded for just you just using the platform in general, so, oh, I mean, it's up my alley. Um, but, you know, I just did, like, latch onto this, too, with cloud gaming, uh, there seems to be more cloud gaming devices that keep getting announced. A few days ago, Razer and uh, Qualcomm announced uh, a new handheld, uh, which is interest interesting. And according to uh, our buddy uh, Jez over at uh, Windows Central, Microsoft is even thinking, uh, apparently, uh, about having its own portable gaming handheld. I mean, you know, maybe a couple of years ago, I wouldn't have thought that, but apparently they've been doing some serious prototyping on a handheld gaming system and you know i mean really it makes sense considering uh, xbox's push with cloud gaming as a whole like uh, guys how would you feel about that uh, do you guys think that xbox will eventually announce like a like a handheld like portable like uh x cloud device of its own they're gonna call it the zune 2 <laughs> i'm sorry i had to do it maybe not. i had a zune <laughs> <laughs> so did I. Uh, it was a gem, but it, it was a break. Actually, uh, I've got two of them in a, in a shoebox in the closet. 
I'm actually thinking about wearing that thing as a pendant one of these days on a big old chain just to be like, yeah, that's a Zune. <laughs> nice. Is it uh, the Halo one? No, uh, I have a black one and a bright pink one. You could obviously guess me and my wife had matching Zunes. <laughs> yeah, so you had the pink one. Gotcha. Right. I had the pink one, definitely. Uh, that's when my first iPhone dropped. And that's what I had. And I was like, this over a Zune, easy. <laughs> oh yeah I, oh yeah that was back in like what 2007 yeah yeah it was like yeah it was right around that time when iphone was like yeah pretty much the top phone you could get but mm. when it was innovative I've been, but <laughs> i've been against apple products just because i remember like my freshman my freshman and sophomore year in high school i learned a web page design on an iMac, remember those great big tube television computers that had like the transparent shell around them with the like the little poppy colors on the speakers and the keyboard? And they were just so restrictive on what you could do with them. Like the flexibility wasn't there. And after I got exposed um, doing Cisco networking to like a much more powerful PC that had flexibility behind it because it wasn't locked down like like an Apple product was, I just became hooked on everything other than Apple. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, MLD, I'm curious on your thoughts here. Do you think uh, Xbox will uh, eventually like test out or actually even release a handheld? Because I know that they've put it off for many years and they've been prototyping and uh, even like we've seen stuff like from years ago that they wanted to like have their own like Game Boy and stuff like that or something to compete. But do you think that they would go that far? Uh, my gut is saying no. I don't know because uh, I feel like the whole thing with xCloud is, you know, they, they put their games on every mobile device, Android, iPhone, uh, tablets, uh, I think it might more benefit them to make like an official Xbox themed like uh, kind of like like the Switch where you put like uh, they, 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 they clip on essentially to whatever uh, phone or tablet you're using like an official Xbox branded like uh, controller for mobile phones and screens or whatever. I think that might be a little more realistic because um, otherwise, I don't know, I, I think if they do that, people will put it on a pedestal like they are with maybe like it'll be like competing with the Steam Deck. I don't know if that's the market they kind of want to get into right now. I think they have their hands full with the consoles, hardware-wise. Oh, I think in the end, Xbox they're going to, this. It's a software game right now. It's it's all about the software. Uh, as long as you can get Xbox on uh, on all these devices, you don't need to make your own. As long as you put it, you know wherever it exists already. As much as I would like one, eh, I would just like I'm rather just get like an official branded controller scheme that clips onto my current phone. I would, I would love that. Like I would buy that day one. So, but Hey, if they did that, eh, I'd buy that too. But eh, yeah, see uh, where the resources go. Yeah. Cause that's the thing, right? Because like, I'm not a huge fan of touch controls myself, but if I had something like what you're suggesting, I mean, that would be, that would be nice, but I mean, I'm not against them uh, trying something. I mean, if these uh, third parties, if these large third party companies like uh, Razer and so on are uh, working on these, I don't see why X, why, why, why not Xbox? I mean, depending on the price, I mean, just for, you know, something that, uh, again, I guess they would be competing with the, the Switch in a lot of ways, except, again, it would just be for cloud gaming on the go. 
which I mean I wouldn't be against personally. I mean I again I wouldn't have to like I have a Surface Book, but you know I'd rather not take my Surface Book uh, to work with me and stuff like that. And I just rather have like a dedicated like little handheld or something that could play like the the xCloud games personally that would be my flavor but again it, it depends on preference but um i don't know i'd be curious i'd be curious uh tim i don't know if you like have you heard anything about uh xbox uh like experimenting with uh, cloud gaming recently like with uh like a permanent handheld handheld i think that they'll leave it to third party to do mm. stuff like that um, basically we're going to use a cellular connection, 5G in, in your game. Uh, so I think like the, I don't think they're going to make a personal handheld if the, if the, if that's what your question is. Mm-hmm. What I do think though, is they'll be investing in cloud technology and type of games in the cloud. That's the thing with Sega was a big deal. Those should be very interesting um they are just so in it with anything cloud that you know just like with watching the stream on uh you know edge exclusively with the clarity boost they, you know they're they got their shit together and uh they, there'll be a lot of investment i think um mm-hmm. i'm hoping we get something like a uh from the from the cloud gaming sector uh one of the other things too that they've been talking about is people wouldn't they play touch they play it much longer than when they play with your uh your your controller what that says to you is that if you can get your game to run on x cloud with good touch controls uh your game gets played a lot you know what i mean like uh hades you could actually play you know hades um with on touch i played about an hour and you know that's the big thing when they when they start getting people doing that type of stuff then it's like you know a different ball game and it's that responsive it's yeah try it Mm -hmm. it is that good just touch so um i want to try touch on a tablet i guess i heard psychonauts you could play on touch and i heard like a dragon like game of the year in 2020, I believe. Um, uh, Yakuza, like a dragon, you could play, and I can understand that. Dragon Quest, yeah. You know, because you, yeah, because you just, I can understand that with 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 the way with dragon, like a dragon. So, because um, I played it, I finished that game. I played it so many times; it was so crazy. Uh, what a game, though! If you if you guys want to play a great game and, and and venture on a fun trip, play Yakuza Like a Dragon. It's on Game Pass. You know, if you're listening to the show and you're just new or whatever, mm-hmm. play that game. That's on my backlog too. <laughs> I, I have the. Oh, uh... You gotta play it, dude. You'd love it. Well, first Halo, first Halo, and then I'm whittling oh, down yeah. the backlog. I I gotta do Halo. Well, it seems like before before we leave, it seems like there's a good halo hype right now so maybe my 86 was a little low i hope it was uh the the party right now is like they're talking mm-hmm. 80 88 890s you know like that's the feel i kind of feel like what do you think mld you think it'll end up with a 88 
I think so. That's that's my general prediction, 87-88. I mean, come on. I mean, like, Halo 5 got 84, yeah. and that was a that poorly received bad. campaign, and had loot boxes, pay-to-win loot boxes. Yeah. And people, yeah, and that got an 84. There's no way Halo Infinite is going to get worse than 84. So, will it get 90? I really hope so. But the pessimist in me says high 80s. But optimist, I hope it's a 90. Hmm. If it's a 90, it's, that's going to be big, bro. Yes. Be very big. And can you imagine, too, because wasn't Forza Horizon 5 listed as a 90 or a 91? Something like that. 92. It ended up as a 92. Yeah, yeah. But can you, like, back to back 90s? That would be insane. If this, yeah, that'd uh, be uh, three right. games. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the, you know, I hope that could happen, but it'll be interesting to see. It seems like people are liking it. So, you know, mm-hmm. that this guy, Gene Park, whoever he is, uh, I think he's a journalist. I don't know. Yeah, a journalist for uh, Washington Post, I think. Yeah, he's he's talking about it a lot. He's talking about, it's kind of like giving you a, I think he's going to be a high score. Well, again, uh, I'm probably going to be a little more conservative with my pick, like with my kind of a score. I'll say like, I'll say 85 for now. But uh, again, I would just rather be more uh, pleasantly surprised. Yeah, you'd rather be wrong. Mm -hmm. Rather it be a 90. I think the same goes for me. I'd rather it be a yeah. If it got to a 90, forget about it. But not really. I think 88 is huge because you beat Halo 4 and now you have 343's best game and then the next game could definitely hit a 90. But I could see I don't know man. I could see mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot of popularity with the game too because it's very fun to play. Yeah. And sometimes when that happens it's takes over. And the Halo guys who have gotten the uh, early like uh, time with a the campaign they they're just raving about it right now um so i'm hopeful again i'm really hopeful with uh, how that plays out uh you know guys like i i have some time set aside like the next couple of weeks just to play the halo campaign i'm gonna take my time and just like slowly dive into all the crevices of the game exploring and doing like different side things with the marines oh i'm looking forward to that um, definitely anybody in the chat, like, post what you think, uh, the meta is gonna be for Halo Infinite. I'm expecting some good things, and I think the rest of the panel is from the sounds of it, but, again, <laughs> uh, I guess we'll find out early in the morning as, uh, Tim's staying up all night for, uh, the meta party, if you will. But, uh, okay, I think on that note, we'll start to end things for the night, and, you know... As a bit of a recap, we covered PlayStation's Game Pass competitor Spartacus, Avalanche Studios, Vince Zampella taking over the reins on Battlefield, and much more. And again, guys, if you enjoyed listening to us tonight, then consider leaving a like, subbing to the channel, and to also share this out across various forms of social media. Let everybody know about the show. Now let's get to some of the outros, and Eric Shockley, buddy, I will start with you, my insightful friend. Uh, good show. Where can everybody follow you at? Yeah, as always, you can follow me at ShockNero on Twitter, Easy Shock on Xbox Live. But yeah, good show tonight, today, guys, and uh, yeah, definitely excited to hear what these uh, reviews are at uh, dropping at 3 a.m. So, but yeah, good show. Yeah, good indeed. 
Uh, moving on to Centurion. Buddy, pal, really awesome show tonight. Uh, where can everybody follow you at? Yes, absolutely awesome show, guys. Really enjoy doing this with you every Sunday night. Um, I always have a blast. Always enjoy the conversations. Uh, for those interested in following me on what I do for my content, uh, you can follow me on YouTube, Xbox Live, and Twitter. You can find me every Saturday night on the Shop Podcast. You can find me every Sunday night right here on the TXR Podcast. And also, about every couple of weeks, me and my buddy from across the pond, Stubbs Gaming, over in the UK, uh, we like to get together and we decided to start recording our conversations that we have about gaming and we decided to launch like a, I guess you'd call it like a little offshoot podcast called Plastic Platforms where we just discuss anything and everything gaming. Oh, you see, I thought it was a podcast about shoes, but I, I, I obviously I'm off, so. <laughs> well, they do make some shoes out of plastic, you know, we probably touch on because it is Plastic Platforms, so yeah, Platform Shoes, I could see it. Yeah, that, that's where I was going, pal. <laughs> well, I think because you type in plastic platforms on YouTube and you get, like, people that make crates. And I'm just like, really? This is a thing on YouTube? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> uh, that's all good. I'm glad to see uh, you and Stubbsy are doing a show. Uh, Stubbs is a good guy, by the way, guys. You should check him out. But uh, moving on down the list here, MLD, buddy, pal, where can everybody follow you at? Yeah, uh, you can follow me at MLD Ghost on Twitter. Gamer tag Ghost MLD. See me trying to finish Fear Two before Halo Infinite drops. Next week's gonna be a podcast to remember. We got not only Halo Infinite to, to, mm -hmm. ta to talk about, but also the Game Awards. So should be plenty to talk about. Looking forward to it. By the way, how are you enjoying Fear Two? I really like it, actually. Uh, the bullet time is pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, like the, the 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 AI especially, like they're flanking me. Like they're they're really surprising me for a game of, of this age. Like wow, like fear I, always has great. Interesting to say that fear always had, yes. like you said, great AI to fight. When you fight them, they were smart. Mm -hmm. Good call there, uh, MLD. Oh, I yeah. can't remember. Did do you still get the jump scares in Fear Two? Yeah, they're still there. Like the hallucinations. Like the hallucinations that keeps following you around too. Okay, I mean, uh, I, I, I saw I saw someone play like to say like the Dead Space games. The jump scares in Fear Two, they're they're okay, but you know, uh, they, they don't scare me. I personally. I'm just, I, oh uh -huh. no, sorry. I just like I personally love Fear because it's a mix of things. You got the uh, the like the tight combat but then he got like this like again it's a horror game so you got like all this spooky stuff going on like and then you also have like crazy mech combat as well in certain sections so it's like it's a whole lot of awesome things just melded into to one thing and i just i think that it works on a lot of different levels and i would love to see another game sometime soon oh yeah i'm really glad xbox uh, added that to the bc program i missed that gem back in the day but i'm glad i got it now yeah yeah all right and let's see timmy good show tonight i know you'll be uh staying up late but where can the xbox faithful follow you at on twitter xcloud tim dog you guys can follow me here as well at the show tonight sunday 9 p.m rdx tuesday 8 p.m good night <laughs> well said brother 
And to round things off uh, with the Xbox gang, I'm Invader, and you guys can find my content on YouTube over at Invader Gaming. I recently posted an Xbox controller unboxing. Check it out. And there is certainly more to come in the coming days. Have a good night, folks. We look forward to next week's show, as everybody was saying, as we will definitely be talking Halo, Halo, and more Halo, and probably some Game Awards stuff, too, I would imagine. But uh, until next time, guys, have a good one.